Yeah, yeah, no shit. Well, hey, listen. Um, so I jumped back on the scuba board thread. All right. There's a new comment on there. Yeah. That's popped up. Yeah. What does it say? It says, "Anyone else here after the latest episode of the Great Dive Podcast? It's about this thread, and it's honestly their best episode yet." <laughs> did anybody reply? No, that one. Uh, he, whoever did that, just was uh, was yesterday afternoon. Uh, but we got a lot of we got a lot of really good feedback about this episode. Groovy man, like a lot of people saying. We love this one. This was your best yeah. one. This was a great episode. Nice. We did, we had a. Uh, I don't know. Did you see the message? I, I thought it came into a Great Dive Podcast, but he, but because uh, you know everything's kind of registered under my name, it always comes up Brando. So I don't know if he's saying it or right. Know, yeah, I know. And you don't. You're very politically correct in it. Although I know you agreed with everything, you agreed, and you know <laughs> we're we're on the same page. But this guy was like didn't agree with. But I I answered him. I can I could read it back to you if you want. I don't know if you can go in there and see that, but um, he did not agree with. And I think he misinterpreted. But he well, did was not, that in was that in Facebook or on the email? It was on a Weebly comment actually. So if you go oh, okay, to okay. the Great Dive Podcast website right now and look at the podcast page, um, under that podcast, the comments. Yeah, so that, my, he did, did it. He did direct it to me because it said. Yeah, that one I didn't yeah. see. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say. The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. You're an exceptional... Ten. Ten. What happened? Did they lose a couple? Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. Okay, well, we might as well address this then. Seeing as we're we're going Already to uh, base. Okay, but yeah, I know. But, okay, but we can hit yeah. it on the show. Okay, we can hit it on the show. I like it. Hey, everybody! Welcome back to the Great Dive Podcast. Yeah, welcome back, everybody. Uh, <laughs> You're here with is Brando really necessary? Brando <laughs> and is Jamesy really necessary? Jamesy, are we relevant? Are we even for, relevant? Are we just a couple old guys for part two of is certification really necessary? Boy, did we stir the pot last week? Yes, we got some, we got a lot of feedback. We got a lot of feedback back, a lot of feedback back, or just got a lot of feedback. You got a lot of back feed fed back to you. A lot of good stuff. Couple people, you know, giving us, uh, you know, a couple jabs. But that's when what they we're start out. To do. When they start out like hay fuckers. 
You sons of bitches. <laughs> bitches. <laughs> How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> you wrestled my feathers on that one, boys. Well, as I replied to, to one of our our uh, commenters, is that if we if everybody agrees, I, I would think we're not doing something right. Where you you have to um you have to ruffle some feathers to make change. And isn't that the point of what we're doing this for? Um, I think it is very much exactly the point of what we're doing this for. I mean, the overwhelming majority of the population out there is spoon-fed a very simple and basic philosophy of scuba, and they never even get a chance to hear another side. That's why so much of our feedback comes back to us as like eye-opening, jaw-dropping, oh my God, I can't believe uh, what you guys are saying. Where have you been my whole diving life? I mean, that's the majority of the stuff that we get back is we're waking people up to a whole new way of looking at scuba diving. Right. At, at least, you know, they, uh, they have the ability to see what they didn't know and, and, and shut the ego down a bit to say, I don't know everything. <laughs> there's a lot for me to learn yeah you know? yeah and, and it's uh and we're accomplishing uh, accomplishing it through just questioning the status quo questioning the norm you, you have to there there's not enough of that in the world today they just take uh take whatever is fed them through the box and well they, yeah because uh, otherwise it's you know, the, what's the uh antithesis to great Eye podcast Buy the all-inclusive BC regulator <laughs> computer yeah. combo that you plug uh-huh. into your brain and takes you scuba diving. Yeah, and take a weekend class, or better yet, a one-day class. Now, you can be you can be a diver. That's you can be a diver in one weekend. That's the antithesis. That that fucking marketing is the antithesis. And I don't care, you know, how good of a teacher you are. If you are a shitty diver. You're going to produce shitty students. The students emulate you. They mimic you. End of story. Right. It's not yeah, yeah. like anything else. Yeah, right? no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, specifically, I, I believe you were referring to the comment that came in on our webpage. Yes, I was not projecting that at, <laughs> at our, uh, our, re, our listener. Don't, so I don't want to, <laughs> to feel that vitriol. <laughs> yeah, I was projecting that. <laughs> That comment I made at the industry, they should feel my vitriol. Really, all of the list, the listener just reflects what he's been told and what he's what he's heard um, through the industry. Well, he and, says and maybe his so experience. People, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the people know. He says that I was not really with you guys on many of your thoughts tonight. You expressed the idea that in order to be a good instructor, you had to be a great diver. I'm not sure the skill set of diving and instructing are as interchangeable as you suggest. If I were to follow your idea to natural conclusions, then to be a good high school math teacher, you would have to be a great and accomplished mathematician. That is simply not, the, uh, simply not true. <laughs> Those that can't teach, or as the saying goes, one does not have to be an accomplished tech diver to teach basic open water effectively. Does a professor of business have to be an accomplished businessman? Obviously, no. Teaching and doing are somewhat <laughs> different skill sets. And I, I kind of see what he says a little bit. And I don't think any uh, you or I have, have ever said that in order to be able to teach basic open water, you need to be an accomplished technical diver. 
Yeah, if you read my reply, I think I pointed that out. You might want to read my reply, Tim, because it it, it uh, addresses his points, I think, or many, if not all. But um, and I would disagree on the basic premise that you don't need to be. Well, I would say he's the use of the words "great" and "accomplished." Um, I don't know if we we said it like that. We just said you should be an adequate diver and our idea of adequate is you're a decent diver but you don't have to have explored you know the britannic you didn't have to uh, do no, any yeah, great so, exploration dives you don't have to be in the wkpp you don't have to you know do these incredible dives to be a good instructor but you do have to have adequate experience and a good education behind you and you have to correct. know what a good diver looks like and is like um, yes, one, you don't, 100 dives doesn't do it. That's it. The thing is, for the student who's learning, like we were saying earlier, puts that instructor at such a high pedestal. With his 110 dives, he's better than you. Well, there's the point. It is, and I think what Lance is saying in his comment is all, he's, all you have to be is better than the student, and you can... You can teach, mm. and that is where that's how we've gotten to where <laughs> we are right now, right? I that, think I, that's I all think there is. I, I right? think I mentioned and yes, that. Yeah. and yes, you don't need to, you know, dazzle your student with trigonometry knowledge when they're just trying to learn how to add two numbers together, right? right? But as that student learns how to add they should be able to ask questions that they can draw from your experience with that helps guide them along the way as they grow. Right. You shouldn't learn the wrong math or piss-poor math, which, A, either makes you quit math, or, B, when you do say, well, I'm, I'm determined to become a good mathematician, that when I get up to the trig algebra 2 calc, when you get there, you don't go, oh, my fucking God, that guy was a joke. My fucking first teacher didn't even know math. You know, he, he could write a number on the board. True. But he didn't know the meaning. He didn't really know the functions of this number. He didn't know how to use the numbers properly. He really didn't have any experience with the numbers. My math teacher came out with a Texas <laughs> Instruments calculator. Yeah. And showed us, how to, showed us how to add 15 and 27, <laughs> right? You go like this. You push the 1 and the 5. Pi you see this little uh, cross sign. You see this little cross <laughs> sign here? That's the plus. Mm. And then you, you put the 2 and the 7, and this these two li- equal lines, there's your answer. Yeah. I, I mean, I hope we're not coming across too sarcastic to, to our listener. Uh, we're trying to use a little humor to, to hopefully enlighten yeah, where yeah. we're coming from, at least our viewpoint. Um but a lot of the points he made, I, I mean, I understand where this remark comes from, from this comment comes from. It's, it is the basic industry, what they would like you to say back to us. Oh, I would, have, I would have made this almost word for word answer if I was hearing this podcast the first two, two years of becoming an instructor. Oh, yes. Myself? myself? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it attacks, at least it's an, uh, I don't want to say an assault, but it is a, a jab to your recent instructorship because you're feeling very proud still. Can you teach somebody to scuba dive if you have very little experience under your belt? That is the question that we were really looking at is, well, it depends on what your definition of the diver is, 
right? And if the if to become a scuba diver means I can use a bunch of technology underwater so I can go see some cool fish, well, sure, of course, all you need is a hundred dives and and it's fine. And and if if you get to the end of your excitement after uh, you know five years and you're just another one of those people that came and left the industry along the way, James and that. And everybody forgets about you, and you might come back in a decade or two because you have a, another trip. But it's different when you're trying to accomplish what I think you and I were saying is when you really want to be a diver, you need somebody with experience to guide you along the way. Well, I think you giving them five years is a stretch. They're, they're in and out in a year, not even a year. They're just in and out. They, they come in, they get certified, they go maybe go do it on their trip and then that's it they they've they don't pick it up ever again that's a a large number of them right yeah and I, I don't think yeah. you and i are you know started this show so that we could get on and make fun of instructors no what, no, what we're trying to do is we're, you know we've seen it time and time and time again right uh, divers coming, you know, to you because they want to become technical divers and they struggle with some of the most basic and foundational skills, right? Uh, divers that I've seen that were in a dive master program that I, I had to teach mass clearing to. Yeah, yeah, James. Right? I, this I, is I, this is what you. This is what we're going against. I would not say that making fun of the instructors was was at all even in our wheelhouse of, of anything we, we wanted to do. But it is a nice fringe benefit that I've enjoyed. Um, <laughs> no, the, the reason I say that is from my early days of uh, teaching instructors, teaching instructors with 10 and 15 years of experience, teaching technical instructors that couldn't couldn't hold a stop. These are try mix instructors and it's not one it's not the unusual one it was a great number of them much less the newer student i relished getting a new student because they were moldable they were right. they, they didn't have an ego blocking their their input so they were easily taught and they were easily shown Look at this is how you should look underwater. This is how you should dive underwater with an, an awareness, with a you know a team as a, a team mindset. This comes from experience. This doesn't come from uh, going to just a couple of little dive sites and seeing a bad class. This comes from thirty-five years of diving and watching the decline, the rapid decline of the quality of diver out there. Yeah, and if someone is doing a class in 2020 for $199 and it's two to four hours in the pool, all negatively buoyant on the bottom, just to rack that student through the 24 skills as fast as possible to kick them, kick them out into the open water with a C card and tell them they're a diver, that's a problem today. It is a big problem. And, it, and it's, not, it's not teaching them to dive. It's teaching them to use scuba equipment <laughs> uh, when, they, when they go to their little uh, cruise around the Bahamas, but it's not teaching them to be a diver. And after decades of doing this, you will see that. Yes. And I guess my question in response is, what's the harm of giving a higher quality class? 
What's the harm of making the requirements to become an instructor higher, especially in regard to the experience level? But, I mean, to address those questions, you get to the heart of the matter of why the qualifications, why the minimum requirements to become an instructor were put in place. Well, the industry's evolving, and like or it or not, like it or not, they're, they're, they're coming over to our thinking. Well, yeah, slowly, slowly, slowly but surely, and and it's happened. You know, th- th- this is growth. Great that podcast of, is growth. Yes, that's because of people like us, not just us, but people like us. I know that's what I'm saying. Is we're here that we're here to help that growth. Right. If you were here 20 years ago in this industry, and you wa- you took the the beating. If I want to call it beating, just the the smear campaign against those of us who are saying, listen, there's a problem with the industry. There's a problem with the divers that are being churned out. The root of it is their education. The root of it is they didn't know there's a better way. They didn't know that, you know, uh, all the things that could go wrong. Of course, you don't know what you don't know. Of course you don't. I mean, that's why why the industry was forced to change their position on things like nitrox years ago. Yeah. I look at nitrox nowadays. It's it's loved and embraced oh. by by the whole industry. That was not the case <laughs> no. 25, 30 years ago, no, right? You were threatened. At, you were threatened to have your instructor card pulled. I mean, uh, there was a time in scuba where the the overwhelming majority of the people thought that all you needed was a J valve. Was this crazy <laughs> new this crazy new fangled pressure gauge? It's silly. Yes. Or BCDs. Right. Or... Now, now, who's going to go back and say that we should just have J-Vals in, in 2020? Nobody, because we've evolved. We've learned. And mm-hmm. the community is kind of telling the industry that we're, we're demanding better. We want better out there. I'm tired of, of trying to teach a class and have an entire other class rain down right upon me. Feet first, standing, crashing, literally standing on top of me and a student. It still happens. Still oh. happens. Yes. Because uh, the instructor doesn't know enough to look below him well. and watch the bottom <laughs> approach. Uh, yeah. So what on earth would make the you think that the student would have the awareness to be able to do that? It's not going to happen. That is the point of uh, perpetuating the lowest common denominator that... I think we were trying to bring up that we're not saying that you need to be a technical explorer diving level. explorer yeah. to be able to teach an open water class. Not at all what we were saying. I hope it's not coming across like we were saying that because I thought we did say in that episode there's a sep- separation between tech and rec. I mean, you don't have to be a tech diver to be a good recreational instructor. I don't believe that at all. Not at all, but you still yeah. need you still need that same basic level of buoyancy control. Oh yes, exactly. Uh, uh, right, you yeah. need the but you need the same understanding of what good buoyancy control is. What it, trim looks like? Yeah, you shouldn't go to an advanced level training and be flabbergasted that buoyancy is something completely different than what you thought it to be. I'm that guy in the in the chair with the table that says, you know, one hundred uh, yeah, yeah. dive instructors aren't very experienced prove me wrong remember the 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 post thread originally was is dive certification really necessary that's so that's where we had left off 
And so if we go back to the comments like we said we were going to do, we left off with a comment saying, why did my parents make me go to school every day? Couldn't a guy just go to the library himself, teach himself to read, then read all the great books, lecture to himself, give himself tests and grade them? <laughs> of course he could. <gasps> couldn't he just, just couldn't he just go to a book and teach himself to read? Right there. <laughs> let's think about that. Let's uh let's try to T H E. T H E. Tahe. 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 The. Oh, the. <laughs> T-H. You have to know that the T-H makes a the sound. The. The. What you describe sounds so much more difficult, expensive, and convoluted than taking a class, doing the open water skills, and trying not to dive with bozos. Yes, there are people who could and would go to all that trouble and expense to avoid doing it the way 99% of scuba divers do and not being allowed on the dive boat after all that work. He says, I'm reminded of a Doonesbury comic strip a long time ago where BD, in order to get out of writing a term paper, enlisted in the Army and shipped out to Vietnam. And where are you finding all these bozos? I have a fewer dives than you, frequently take insta-buddies, and found almost all of them to be competent. If you don't know what good looks like, anything looks good. And that's, I mean, just right there you can tell there's an issue. If you don't have that much experience, you, have hard, you don't have much to draw from. You know, you don't have a, a, a data bank to look and say, hey, this guy could use some work. <laughs> this guy well, isn't yeah. paying attention. For for years, being a diver, I thought it was normal as could be to swim over to a site, settle into the bottom, and do whatever I was going to do next, be it set my compass heading, take a picture, exchange signals with my dive buddy, just because that's the way you I was taught. There's, there's no way in the world I would go back to that way of thinking, knowing what I know now. Well, you can't. It's impossible. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I got another comment from a diver that says, when I was certified, I did it on a whim on vacation. I was competent enough to pass all the skills and know the basics, but it was the classic case of I didn't know what I didn't know. Right after certification, I was not a danger to myself or others, but I was far from what you'd consider to be a good diver. This summer... I've been budding up with a guy that was certified this year. We started diving together on his 13th dive. He had spent a lot of time researching diving and watching videos online prior to getting certified. If I didn't know, I would swear he had at least 50 dives under his belt on our first dive together. I think you can get a lot of information about diving on your own, but you would still need at least a mentor in the water to make sure you didn't mess up too bad. And he says, I wonder what certification many of the fishermen on islands and coastal areas around the world have. Well, fucking up fishing ain't going to cost you life. <laughs> right. And I think, uh, I mean, that's, the, that's the, the point of the instructor right there is, yes, the, the lowest level instructor with the least amount of experience can still, you know, guide somebody to the, the basics of, you know, how not to die. You know, what an air embolism is, mm -hmm. what a dive table is, 
you know, something like that. But it's very different than, you know, spending years trying to become a fisherman and not ever having, you know, somebody showed you how to cast a reel, you know, uh, somebody <laughs> showed you how to tie a San Diego jam knot. Uh, but when you spend years and years and years of fishing in a place with no fish because you don't know the environment and, and all the seasoned fishermen look at you as the goofball, like, yeah. <laughs> look at this idiot over here. He's never going to catch a goddamn fish. Well, you're going through reinventing the wheel. Why, why would you do that? Why would you start to, and not stand on the shoulders of giants? Why would you right. start at the bottom? You know? And that's, that should be what an instructor is doing, is getting right. rid of all of that. For you. Right, he's your. But giant. when all when all you or know how to do, giant. yeah, yeah, when all you know how to do as the fishing instructor is, you know, cast the reel and tie the bait knot. You you don't know all the experience stuff needed. Thanks, Bob. That's what you're going to always do is you're going to keep reinventing the wheel. Um, but comment says there are likely enough divers on this board, me included, that can attest to the fact that you certainly can be a self-taught, competent, conscientious, and safety-oriented diver. However, to be self-taught and survive requires a very strong interest and dedication to read, understand, and diligently practice what has been written about diving, coupled with a high level of maturity, common sense, and awareness of our abilities and the dangers. I am equally certain that had I approached dive training, a, a continuous process in the same half-assed <laughs> manner that I see many certified divers operate today, I probably would not have survived. Yes. I mean, let me ask you this, James. The first time you saw yourself underwater, did you look like you thought you looked when you no. first saw yourself? And when you first saw a really good diver and you thought... I, I, I said, I want that. Right. But did you... Did you think you were so far off that when you when you before you uh, saw yourself? You probably thought I've got to be pretty close to that. I just got a few things to tweak. But then you look at yourself and you're like, I'm a I'm a fucking monkey talking to Einstein. Well, the first thing you got to do is flush all your preconceived notions and your ego down the fucking toilet and listen. Take the cotton out of your ears, stick it in your mouth. Right. Well, and fucking work and listen. Right. God and uh, the 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 comment. This is my third cup comments. of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Shotgun it. This is gonna be good. Uh, so the comment to the comment. Somebody rattled. Says, my and where the new diver is from, and what water experience is a factor. Someone who grew up on the sea, surfing, body surfing, free dive spearing, will have more comfort in the water in general than one from the Midwest having swam in pools or lakes. My son-in-law from Hawaii went diving with us in the Philippines. My good buddy owns a resort there. We told him, Sam, go up no faster than your small bubbles. Don't hold your breath and don't run out of air. On his second dive, he had it pretty wired, 20-meter dive. My buddy owns a resort uh, and was never certified, but he's taught more than a few people how to dive. As you go. said, self-motivation is also a big factor. Here we go. I don't know if that's a great comment. Uh, <laughs> There's some you know, things you... Right. You know, right there, that just goes to show you, you haven't evolved. And you don't know what you don't know. You don't even know what a good diver looks like. Just because you lived doesn't mean you're an adequate diver. Right. It's thankful you lived. But when you read this, you go, really, this is a don't go up 
and don't hold your breath and don't run out of air. I know it's a, I mean, that, that sounds great. It sounds really cool. It's just like, you know, my dad threw me off a boat in the middle of the lake to teach me to swim. That's how I learned. You know, it's, it's that yeah, old yeah, mentality. Yeah. I, like, mean, I mean, this is, and we're men. yeah. Yeah. Can that person become a, a, a human being swimming underwater with scuba gear? Absolutely. Right. They, they they've got the equipment to do it, but to compare that with what a, a quality diver looks like in 2020 can't be done. No, they're it's apples. This is not even apples and oranges. It's it's apples and fucking pebbles. It's apples. It's it's apples and pickup sticks. It's apples <laughs> and gallstones. They're not comparable. <laughs> right, because this is why you still have people standing on top of the shipwreck. With fins right. on. Right. Yeah, they know how to use scuba gear. They, they know that they got to come up slow. They know that they got to squirt some uh, air into the BCD to, so that they're not so negative and they need to dump it out to get settled when they want to take a picture. That's not diving. No. That's using scuba equipment underwater. They're, they're two very different things in my eyes. And the coral reef that they destroyed will no longer be able to be seen by any other divers, at least for well, I got my picture. years. Yeah, exactly. I mean, not to mention the shipwreck they destroyed the visibility on. Whatever they destroy the visibility or whatever environment they destroy, the idea that that is a good way to handle an emergency or an issue should it arise, it's not. <laughs> it's just not. So if we go back to the original post... You know, where the guy was talking about the, the gross incompetence of the, the diver that he was with. And then again, he went and had another issue in Monterey. There's a response to him that says, agreed. I like your approach. I think we all know there's a problem with the way things are done. When I was done open water, advanced open water, I was not a better diver nor prepared. So what's the point besides money? I would have much preferred a self-study and then test at some point. But how do you tell the difference between vacation divers from more serious hands-on divers? Obviously, we're all probably the latter spending time on a Saturday morning to talk about diving. Most people that dive will never do so without a guide or a dive master holding their hand. If you did a self-study, self-practice, how would you get rentals or try? You need pool or practice time. How would that look? Honest question. He says, my solution, make people sit through an hour or more of the Great Dive podcast. (laughs) (laughs) If you're intrigued, self-study for you, my man. If you're bored as fuck, certification class for the masses it is. (laughs) Who wrote that? (laughs) That's nice. And Uh, then uh, somebody (laughs) says, I came here to do the same, but you beat me to it. Uh, he says, P.S. I drive my wife crazy talking about diving. So glad you're all here so I can dive into my hobby. She and I will never talk about the intricacies of open water cert versus at home self study. So thanks. And I think that brings up a point of a lot like, as divers, we're passionate about this stuff. So it, it makes sense. And I brought this up that, you know, of course, this, this question sparked 30 pages of heated debate back and forth. And I know the, I know the people that are you know diehard industry veterans, right? They're they're towing the flag of of the agencies, and I get it. But 
what the community out there is saying is is this very thing is the community's asking for better today in 2020. And they've actually been asking it for many many years now, but it's yeah. really coming coming out now. 30. Because 30, of boards 40, like this, yeah. you have the ability to to hoist a flag on, on on this platform. Let me ask you something: If you remove the um, motivation for the cheap, low quality diver, if you m- remove the motivation, which is money at the agency level, if you remove that, like okay, listen, instructors and shops, you're going to get the same amount of money as you got for the for certifying five hundred. McDonald divers versus certifying 50 high quality good divers. You get the same amount of money. Which ones do you think they're going to pick? Well, yeah, of course. And this, this guy hits it pretty well right here. He says, most people just getting into diving have no clue that there are options to instruction and instructors. They get the idea to dive. They go to the closest dive shop or resort, get pushed through like another widget on an assembly line and are dumped out. And if you look at most of the dive videos, TV or whatever, you see people with terrible skills, but it's considered normal. Check the box and move on to some other sport because they drop out because of poor training. Yeah, I like this, his viewpoint. Got another comment that says, an agency that allows an instructor to tell a newly certified diver with zero dives outside of the open water class to come back tomorrow and we'll start the advanced open water class. That agency, <laughs> that agency is not really trying to train, but rather to certify. In my opinion, how can someone be ready for advanced training when they haven't done a dive outside of open water class? Aquaman, maybe. Aquaman. And, hey, a respo- Aquaman. <laughs> and a response to that says, is that the agency's responsibility, I wonder? Those dive ops and instructors that teach zero to hero have to be held responsible for such practices. Do the agencies turn a blind eye to this? I can't help but feel that there is a certain similarity to pyramid sales when it comes to teaching scuba diving in some parts of the world. One of my real-life rescues was an out-of-air insta-buddy in Thailand back in the 90s that I later discovered was a newly qualified instructor. <laughs> hmm. Qualified or certified? Just difference. In response to the main question, which is, is dive certification really necessary? Let's, okay. let's, keep, it, let's keep it on that track. Okay, let right? me pee first, though. Okay. Hey, are you going diving this weekend? Keep your mask clear with the one, the only, PFAR. The professional's choice. 100% all natural. Reliable clarity. PFAR. Refill daily. Keep your mask clear. Never fear. Defog with Defog. Okay. Okay. So, as far as, as for is the, certification, as for this, yeah. So, is cert- is dive certification necessary? And he's bringing up the point of, you know, he's commenting on a comment on a comment of a comment. Uh, you know, talking about the zero to heroes out there. 
there were so many divers that are like, I'm really good. And then you get them in the water and they're not really good. They breathe. They may be even comfortable underwater, but they are, they are skillless and they're not situationally aware. You know, their skill set is poor and it's not because they're bad diet, you know, they're just bad people or it's you, you emulate your instructor. You, you do what you've seen from the people you dive with. I guess that's what it comes down to is the, the definition of good, a good diver or a quality diver or a diver of high quality, however you want to put it. What is that definition? I guess you got to define that. Um, and, I, and I think that's what, uh, what we are trying to change is what is that right. definition of a good diver? That's, I mean, oh, yeah. that's ultimately yeah. what we're trying to do. And there's a lot of people out there that, you know, really you know appreciate what we're saying and they they email us about it and we get a couple of people that uh it hits a nerve and they've emailed us about it too so it's it's definitely bringing up a good conversation i think the industry and the community is only going to grow from this conversation yeah it has already james because if you look at from the early 2000s on all of these these forum discussions it finally got into their heads we have to get off the bottom so they are finally starting to say yeah we need to teach at neutral buoyancy they're finally saying it they're just coming around it took 20 years right so what i'm getting at is they they argued with us they said you don't need i mean it's unnecessary it's silly it's stupid doesn't make sense yeah you're right shit we used to take from the industry and the community then here they are backpedaling and doing what we said they should be doing in the first place but they're they're only saying it it's words because when you it's one thing to say you have to teach neutrally buoyant and and it's another thing to actually watch someone teach neutrally buoyant. Neutrally well, yeah, buoyant because their the, their definition of neutrally buoyant is, is not ours. Not <laughs> is not completely negative on the bottom. Exactly, it's bouncing. It's it's all over the place. And yeah. and the uh, yeah, it's just it goes to that. It's our idea of what a good diver is, and their idea. And I hate to be an us and them, but there is not a standard of what a good diver is. Breathing underwater doesn't make you a diver, doesn't make you a good diver. Being able to hover in a Buddha position does not make you a good diver. Now, a a comment pertaining to self-study, this diver says, that's pretty much what is happening with SSI training and in the age of COVID, probably with everybody. When I signed up, I was issued digital learning materials, which consisted of about six units each having about six to eight sections, and then a quiz at the end of each unit. I'm sure a lot of people barely glance at the material, but my wife and I took it seriously and worked through everything. We completely reviewed it a second time, took the quizzes repeatedly, and researched on the internet to expand our understanding of the concepts brought up in the materials, especially the science-heavy section with the gas laws. When we showed up for class, we spent four hours going over the same materials, but with the opportunity to ask questions. After about six hours of pool skills over two days, we went back to class for our final exam. Except for needing four open water dives to complete our certification, we are done. Now, that I wouldn't say is totally self-study. I mean, that 
that's a, a decent type of self-study. Here's the materials. Right. Learn, learn all this stuff. The fact that uh, they showed up and spent four hours going through the same materials and asking questions, congratulations to, uh, to your instructor for that. Because a lot of people walk in, they, they take a quiz. quiz. If, if they pass decently on the quiz, well, why the hell do we need to sit there and uh, talk about it? You got this down. Let's go knock these skills out in the pool in an hour or two and then move to the dives. So this is, this is a good side of self-study, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, there, there is a way to do it because you do not need uh, an instructor at the head of the class teaching every little bit. You do need them there for explanation, clarification, and, and actual in-use, you know, actual hands-on use of this data to show you the, this material, yeah. right? And and underwater, because you're in a completely new environment, an element for a human being, they should be able to show you the standard of what it looks like to be in this new environment. Yeah, you, you, and that's another, I mean, that's a, at, right at the very core of this. What does a good diver look like? I personally wonder if the dive industry reliance on C-cards makes the C-card holder, other divers, and dive operators complacent. When I finished my paddy open water, we were told we were now divers. With my shiny, new, official-looking C-card, I could get fills, get on Lake Michigan charters, and dive within the limits of the open water C-card. However, my wife and I left with our open water certification feeling ill-prepared to dive on our own. Recognizing this, the first half of our first season, we only dived with a dive master during local dive shop fun dives or dived at dive parks sticking to the shallow dive platforms to practice skills. We knew our own limits, but based on what I have seen, not all divers do. And I would say this is a, this diver gets it, right? And they, they were probably taught well because mm -hmm. the reality of that open water certification is that. It, it is teaching you to dive with a dive master, to, to swim around with somebody who's going to supervise you in the water for the most part yeah while diving with a group of divers from our local dive shop another diver who was a patty master scuba diver and pretty much had every sea card that the shop offered did not have basic control of his buoyancy while he had many dives logged they were mostly certification dives from all of those sea cards he had now, this was not an issue for some of the dives, but I was uncomfortable diving with him on the deep wall dive. My wife and I opted to skip that dive because I thought he was a liability. Now, this is an open water diver mm -hmm. that can see that the master scuba diver is a liability. He's got a, collect <laughs> he's got a collection of cards, all of which he's unable to perform the most basic of skills to be a scuba diver, which is buoyancy control. I mean, buoyancy control is not, and I will proudly wave this flag, buoyancy control is not a specialty certification. Thank you. It is the first you. thing you should be <laughs> taught yeah. before you learn anything about scuba gear. Yes. It's like if before you can learn to 
run a marathon, you need to learn how to stand and walk. <laughs> right? It's the most basic and elementary of things for a diver. You know, James, his post, this guy's post, I think, I think is more often, I mean, we run across this often. It, it, a newer diver that has some quality training put with people with higher level cards and obviously not very high quality training because they're they look at them and and uh, dive with them and go I have to get out of the water this guy is just not competent but he's got all the cards yeah so the uh, the Hitler isn't advanced open water video comes out yes and, and, and uh, the thread takes a little bit of a little bit of a turn <laughs> But uh, we get another comment coming in that says, I see value in the training practice being self-study and paying for a single check dive for the certification. A check dive where all skills are demonstrate, demonstrated and a written or oral evaluation is given to verify the academic piece. That check dive and evaluation is the chain of evidence that they know the skills and academics, independent of where the practice and study occurred. And I think, I think people are missing the point a little bit on kind of where I think the premise of the original post was. Right? This is going on to a, is it, and, and this is where we took it a, a different way, but I, I think the way the question is, is pointed is, is the problem here, right? So is diving certification really necessary, right? And you and I went on about, well, it would be better if the instructors were better prepared, I think was our premise. And yes. you see a premise here of a lot of people's posts are taking it literally, like, can you be a diver with with no instructor whatsoever? Right? That, that's a whole different rail right, of, of right, thought, right? right? That that's mm-hmm. that's not really doing that original question justice. I what I took from that original question was if divers are gonna still get a certification card when they lack so much fundamental knowledge, what was the purpose of that instructor to begin with? Right. Well, I think that's how the question was poised. But, I mean, there's a literal translation, which is, do you need a C card to, to be a diver? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the right. very basic. But I think the question was poised as, like what you said, which is when you look out there, when you see the community and – divers with all the different levels of certification and they're they are lacking they are highly lacking is the certification even necessary right uh couldn't we learn from some videos some online you know books uh papers comments scuba board the forums could you actually learn and be competent I would say nothing's impossible, too. I mean, to address that that question in and of itself, nothing's impossible. Can you? Is it, is it you know, monkeys typing on a typewriter supposedly will type out, you know, the Bible or something after if there's enough time? Yeah, if there's enough time, it's possible to become a, a competent, good, high-quality diver. Right? Well, that I, that's the point of what the instructor's supposed to do. It's you're, As the right. instructor, you're supposed to cut that learning curve. right. For the but, for the for the diver. But if you're still learning the basics as an instructor, how are you going to cut the learning curve for the new student? 
Correct. Right. And that goes to what our point was. Right. We we wouldn't have the issues that he was bringing up in that original post if the overwhelming majority of instructors were better trained, that they weren't preyed upon by the industry of churning out instructors to just keep churning out new divers and lowering the overall quality of the education down to this basic $199 scuba class. That's where it goes. That's exactly where it goes. Um, so we got we got one that says, the liability with whom? If a person is self-taught and gets equipment in a tank fill uh, and then hurts themselves, who gets sued? The boat Robert captain. <laughs> the fucking boat captain. The di- Any other divers that happen to have certification with them? Yeah, we know as instructors, you can't even be on the beach with clowns that aren't certified. You'll, you'll get included on the fucking lawsuit. You know, that's one of the things they teach you in, in, in fucking instructor school. Well, he continues by saying proper teaching system, that one can be highly debated. To me, the term, it's the instructor, not the agency, reeks of incompetence and corruption. It never should get that bad that an agency like Patty or any of the other ones think that they could put full trust into something as unreliable as a human. The agency should be the one doing final testing, not some shady instructor that can hide in a cloak of incompetence and cronyism. Patty should have their own testing facility that you go to for your final testing. You pay your money and you get your card. There would be no more turning in bad instructors once the damage is done and no more instructor, not agency crap. But more to the point, if someone chooses to homeschool themselves on how to dive locally and they are completely self-sufficient, can this be done safely and successfully? And that brings up a, a response by saying, you bring up a very interesting discussion point. Decades ago, I was certified as a pilot by a flight instructor. What was the flight instructor's relationship with the FAA? How much oversight did that flight instructor have from the FAA? How frequently were those delegated authorities reviewed by a certifying authority? In the case of a scuba instructor, many of the same questions should apply. How much oversight does that instructor receive from Patty? It's precisely the same relationship. The certifying organization delegates authority to individuals in order to train and certify a set criteria. How often is that certification tested? I don't know any of the answers on the scuba certification, but it would be interesting to know how this works. Well, as long as the, I mean, the answer is, in, in short, as long as you're in good standing and you've paid your dues, yeah, you're, you're still an instructor. As long as you've paid your dues, baby. Don't I mean, skip those dues. From, from the majority of the big guys, that's all you got to do is not get reported by a student and uh, pay your dues. All right, let's try this one here. People learn things in different ways. There are many people who benefit from a classroom environment who need interaction with an instructor to learn. Scuba board self-selects for people who can learn independently. It isn't representative of the real world. In a world without C cards, there would be even more use of show me your skills, dives, before operators would take people out on dives that are at least bit demanding. I don't think that would be an improvement. As a practical matter, dive masters play a major role in keeping people safe in their first dozen or so dives after certification. By the statistics, those are dangerous dives. 
They are the dives where people figure out whether they have the aptitude and background for diving and whether it's enjoyable for them. 80 to 90% or something leave the activity at that point. Some people aren't aware of their own limitations. In diving, sea cards and dive masters protect them from themselves. Very good. Yeah, I think that, that it's a really good point. There is a definite purpose to that certification card. There's a definite role to what the dive master is supposed to be doing. There should be a um, there should be a glamorous glory and a and a magical patch jacket for that instructor to to wear. The problem <laughs> with what with the, what you're saying and the reason it's laughed at and it's a joke is because the standards are a joke. Exactly. <laughs> it's well, sorry, James. <laughs> I had to beat you to it. I wanted to say it with a little oh. The requirements are a joke. If anybody can do it, it's no longer desired to be done. It's simple as that. Yes, when everything gets watered down to the quickest, fastest, cheapest as possible, the overall standard of perfection is not going to be a pretty sight anymore. Okay, how about how about this one? He says, I've told the story before about an uncertified diver in 1967. I heard it from the diver himself a few years ago, he says. He was on a dive boat preparing for a week of exciting diving in Australia in 1967 when the captain asked everyone for their certification cards. He did not have one. He explained to the captain that his father... I, I put him on the bobby dive. with my shrimps, eh? <laughs> He explained to the captain that his father had taught him to dive when he was seven years old, and he had completed thousands of dives since then. The captain was adamant. It was a matter of his liability. No sea card, no diving, period. Crew members talked to the captain, begging him to make an exception in this one case, and the captain finally relented. As soon as he was back in the USA... The diver went to a nearby paddy office and got open water certified. He has carried that C card in his wallet ever since just to make sure he doesn't go through that pain ever again. His name was Jean-Michel Cousteau, who at the age of seven became <laughs> the second human being to dive with a Cousteau-Gagnon regulator. Does Jacques have a card? That would be my question. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure some agency would be all over that. We taught Jacques. Right, right. Well, so so this guy is talking about Jean-Michel, but he's not – Jean-Michel clearly is not a, a person who didn't go through good training, and he wasn't self-taught. Right. Right. He had really – he probably had very good training. Very good mentors. And, and very – Incredible very, mentors. Very slow experience-based training. Not just the, not just a dip in a dunk, go do it and scare the hell out of yourself. I think he had training from someone who would have an honorary PhD in diving. So <laughs> basically, was an honorary instructor. So he he had all the correct training, just was not um, did not have that uh, magical C card. And it, you know, at the end of the day, that's all the C card does is it shows that you've reached you have a minimum level of education and experience, a very minimum. You have this at minimum, and that's what the the industry legally has accepted as 
as the uh, you know he, the boat doesn't hold any liability if you show them you have the minimum. They don't have to say, "Hey, we just took any Joe Blow and dropped him off in the middle of the ocean." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not picking a fight with Naui, as I've heard this from instructors, divers from multiple agencies. The above statement sounds like a driver's permit to me. You can't actually drive, but you can learn to drive. This guy says, as I understand the uh, WRSTC requirements, open water courses are supposed to create autonomous divers, one who can plan a dive in similar conditions to which they were trained. They are to be completely they are to be competent in planning dives, buoyancy, basic navigation, deploying a DSMB while neutrally buoyant without a significant depth change, and can handle the basic emergencies for which they were taught to handle. If they so wished, they could remain within the constraints of their open water certification and enjoy a lifetime of diving at that level. There are enough dive sites throughout the world that even if they are teenagers, they will never run out of dive sites. They will garner experience and create more muscle memory and develop situational awareness, but they won't learn much, and there's nothing wrong with that. Some instructors and divers may take exception to the above, but that is exactly what I fundamentally what I fundamentally strive for with my open water students, though my program is geared to those who wish to be cold water divers, to some degree, I am frustrated by those who disagree because it truly isn't hard. Exactly. That is the point of what the instructor is supposed to do. Make it look easy. Uh, you're missing the point of that statement. <laughs> the statement is intended to infuse new divers with the mindset that, yes, you can dive without an instructor now. But it's on <laughs> you to continue educating yourself to ensure that you become a proficient and maintain that proficiency. There's no such thing as an instructor or curriculum that's going to result in a 100% independent and proficient diver in four dives, particularly not when said divers are going to complete that course, do a handful of dives on vacation, not dive for years, and then some will just pick right back up with the attitude that I'm certified, so that means I'm good to go. That's the point that the agencies are getting at. You're either continuing to develop and improve your skills or you're regressing. The mentality they're sharing is not go forth and enjoy your training wheels, learner's permit, which you were alluding to. I think what you and I have said more than once is on the, on the lines of making that clear to the, to the diver, to the student yeah. diver, is, hey, this is your ticket to learn. Yes. You need to get out there and get the experience. Well, I this think is, that's... I mean, it should be... It should be that reflection of honest standards. And when I see somebody that comes to me that wants to take an advanced class, a, a, like a level two, what we yeah. call class, right? Right. To me, I have a, a picture in my head of what they should look like. Yeah. I don't expect them to have technical diver buoyancy control. I don't expect them to be able to pull off kicks and finesse that you and I would have on a cave dive but I expect them to know that being completely negative on the bottom doesn't enter the picture at all on this dive I expect them to struggle with some things otherwise what would be the point of them needing me to help them move forward right, right? And when somebody comes and they, they, they want to really become 
self-sufficient in the water, you know, not necessarily a solo diver, but not be dependent on having a dive master to get them to and from on every dive. Or they, they want to be confident in their ability so that they're taking a class like the Essentials. To me, right, that's the purpose of the certification, right? I'm going to really teach you to dive now. But in order to dive, you kind of already have to know how to dive to really learn how to dive. That's the purpose. <laughs> that's, that yeah. is what, what where, where I am with what the certification card is. Yeah. Well, it, you know, going to that license to learn, I mean, we've been diving 35 years. I'm still learning. You, your license to learn doesn't ever go away. <laughs> You're still going to continue to learn uh, diving. There's a couple of funny, um, funny posts on this this whole uh, thread. It's okay. pretty good. Hit them. Yeah. Hit them. Oh well, this uh, one this one I kind of liked. It was in response to um, you know, whenever we're in a group, we're all absorbing spoken and unspoken cues as to what the person is made of. Made of, you know, gear selection, gear setup, how much they talk or don't, if they assemble their gear efficiently and demonstrate competence, if they talk themselves up or express, you know, some lack of conf- confidence. Um, do they discuss a plan or a runtime or anything like that? So this person is talking about, you know, we all kind of unconsciously sum up a diver, you know, kind of check them out, check them out uh, when they're when you're on a boat with them, you're watching them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And this person in reply, another person in reply says, my experience has been the guy that is doing the most talking about his diving experience, equipment and where he has dived is the one most likely to be the worst Insta buddy and fuck up the dive for everybody. I say a guy because I've never seen a woman do that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. 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 Well, like, like that's what I, that's what I teach my divers, right? Especially my new divers. Yes. I teach them. You don't want to be that guy. Yes. Here's how, here's how not to be that guy. Yeah. Shut your mouth. Be nice. (laughs) Uh, Help out when needed. (laughs) You don't need any stinking certifications. This post says (laughs) just get a windbreaker. Go on eBay. Buy a bunch of diving patches and sew them on your jacket. Get a big paddy patch, open water <laughs> patch, wreck diver patch, cave diver patch, instructor patch. Hell, all the patches you can get. A big scuba pro patch on the back is always a nice touch. Just wear the jacket to the dive shop and boat. Sure, you may drown yourself or others, but at least you'll look cool. <laughs> Did you write this? No. Was that you? Did you want that? <laughs> no. You, you, you have been on Scuba Board, haven't I, you? Oh, I, if you look up my name, I have a lot of posts on Scuba Board. I'm like a Scuba Board whatever the fuck you guru person. But that was back in the day when you would try to have civil discussions with people and, and uh, really address what's at the root of the, the downfall of the scuba industry, uh, among other things. But... Um, it's hard to have a discussion, a civil discussion on scuba board and talks. And this is what I think we get at, James, with, with, these, with the forums, with a question like this or any of the other questions that come about a million times over. They're just filled with stereotypical answers. It's the same banter back and forth. And, and at the end of the day, you come away with 
I just wasted four hours of my life. It's, there you go. You took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> you, you come away with, okay, uh, you could go in there and, and talk and say something, but it's it's mostly wasted, I think. I mean, every once in a while, someone will say that excellent point in the walk away. But the the thing is, this is where the there's a huge... Wait, uh, wait, wait. You mean, <laughs> you mean coming in and saying, when I read your post, or when I read your post, I thought... He's a little butt hurt. <laughs> I'm not trying to start anything, but I'm just giving you my opinion. Yes. Wait, you you say you're saying that when people find the need to like make a post like that, that <laughs> the educational part of the thread is not going anywhere. It's, well, James, it goes to the root of this whole question: Can you get an education from the internet? Can you get an education from the forum? I know nothing's wasted, but at the end of the day, these questions keep coming up. It's the same question, and it's the same stereotypical answer, and yet we don't come to any conclusion. And that's because you're missing something, you know, an integral, uh, vital part of the discussion, which is the in-person, the instructor in-person evaluation. Who is this person giving, giving me advice? Who is this? What do they look like in the water? What are their credentials? What are well, there their you go. Yeah, abilities, yep. skills, education? That's why it, it's so important for a, for a diver to have an idea of what they want to become as a diver and find somebody that you see in the water that can help you get there. Yeah. And just to make very clear... <laughs> uh, my, my my point, uh, and I'm sure you're going to agree with me on this. Uh, no, <laughs> you 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 can't go to the scuba board and learn to scuba dive. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't go to YouTube and learn how to scuba dive. And the point of what I think we were trying to make earlier is, unfortunately, you can't go to a lot of instructors and and really learn to be. A diver you Ouch. can go and learn how to use some scuba gear but that's the point of what we're trying to change is what is that definition of a diver exactly and it's not standing on the bottom walking walking along a platform in your split fins as the instructor that has to change uh-huh. and as a community okay. we can we can force that change upon the industry so that an instructor looks like an instructor mm-hmm. that you can divers, tell the difference that divers start to look like people who understand the three-dimensional world that they're in not human beings terrestrial land walking human beings under the surface of the water with fancy dive equipment on walking. two very big differences mm-hmm. and i want the industry to make that change I want them to admit they've been greedy fuckers. Fuckers, yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they rot in hell. No. <laughs> yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. That's the right. Uh, I needed the time to pull out my old Samuel L. Jackson uh, quote, and, and that was seemed like the perfect, perfect time. Well, this is this is why the new agencies have, have come up over the last couple decades. Thank God. And this is why the, the big agencies are changing their tune is because they're losing market share. They're losing money to these new agencies that are coming up that are doing things differently. 
James, are you saying there's hope for humanity that there's hum- hope. humans can actually look over and say, I've got m- monkeys if or you, I've got divers I'm going to learn you from? dig through Pandora's dive bag, Brando, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of bad buoyancy in there. There's, there's a, a lot, lot of split, of split fins. Fins in there. <laughs> there's a lot of out of control ascents in there. Yeah. At the very bottom of that Pandora's dive bag. If you keep looking and dicking, there is hope. Our little friend of called Hope. Well, you and just cheered me note, up. And on that note of hope, I'm signing your logbook. So you we know what? can finally, so we can be done with this one, this uh, this train wreck. I told you we never should have went into the into a scuba board on on this show. Well, never. Look, look, where, it, look never, where it took us. Look yes. where it took us. We did, we did come out saying there's hope. There's hope. And well, I, I guess that is at the root of humanity. We always have hope. No matter how shitty things get, this is what we need during this pandemic. A good old episode of the Great Dive Podcast ending with the bottom hope. of Pandora's dive bag and pulling out that little, little broken snorkel keeper called Hope. There you go. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, thank you for uh, sticking through this train wreck with us. It's been fun, and uh, we'll get back to more of your favorite stuff next week on Great Dive Podcast. Yeah, folks, dive safe. All right, dude, cool. Good one. Way to end. That was uh that was pretty good. Pandora's dive bag. That's uh, uh that one's gonna have to come back again, I think, because that's a that's a doozy.